0: This episode of News Dump is brought to you by Upstart and by Magic Spoon. Folks, they got her. The woman who caused a massive pileup during the Tour de France by holding up a large cardboard sign while standing directly in the way of cyclists has been arrested less than a week after fleeing the scene and becoming a fugitive. I want you to look in every doghouse, henhouse, whorehouse, and (laughs) backhouse. We are not letting this woman go. She should be easy to find. She's literally wearing Waldo's outfit. Yeah. So, unless there's a bunch of other people similarly dressed in a portrait on a page of a book. That is a problem. Anytime you try looking for someone wearing
1: that outfit, you
0: you think you've got them, and then it's just like, oh, but there's a mustache. That's just an asshole with a cane. Yeah. (laughs) Damn it. Um, From NBC Sports, the woman, not publicly identified, was arrested by gendarmes in the Finisterre region who tracked her down based on solid accounts from people questioned this week. France Blue Finisterre said, citing a source close to the probe. Investigators had spoken to dozens of people since the incident on Saturday, the local radio station said. It was also pointed out that uh, despite the indications that she may have been German, big mistake, she was, in fact, French. It's your own damn people. Wow.
1: Wow. Yeah. But uh, out here trying to start another world war, lady. Yeah. Spent the last 80 years
0: getting over that shit. and You're coming and just stirring the pot. The fact that she's French might uh, have had some weight in the next part of the story, though. Yeah, so after reports that she had been successfully apprehended, the Tour de France decided to withdraw its
1: lawsuit against this French woman. Mm -hmm. They claim that the whole incident has been completely blown out of proportion. Um, By whom? I don't know. Uh, From the Guardian, we are withdrawing our complaint. This story has been blown out of proportion, but we wish to remind everyone of the safety rules on the race. Tour director Christian Prudhomme said, and I'm sorry for all the... Uh, We're mispronouncing all of this. All the French people in the audience, it is a difficult, beautiful language, but difficult language to pronounce One of the most beautiful
0: languages, a lovely country, amazing food, art, and culture. Yeah. We're sorry. Uh, Anyway,
1: he continued. If you come to the tour, you hold your kid, you hold your pet, and don't cross the road carelessly. And above all, you respect the riders. They're the ones worthy of live TV. Damn. (laughs) So, Yeah. Just, to, you know, don't do it again. Please don't cause a massive pileup at our rate. We, we sent out all our, our human-sniffing dogs. We had a uh, continent-wide manhunt, but now that we've found you, we just want to tell you that that was bad. You shouldn't have done that.
0: It's just like when Franz Ferdinand was killed. Blown out of proportion. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> he was asking for it. <laughs> so, look, no justice there, but what's that? You, wanna, you want a little taste of justice? All right, you can have some as a treat. Robinhood, the stock and crypto trading app for millennials, which has been angering its customers as well as literally everyone on the Wall Street Bets subreddit and anyone involved in meme stocks uh, for a few years uh, because of outages and seemingly shady practices, has actually been hit with a massive fine. It is also now under a separate investigation for those outages that occurred in January, and it uh, keeps running into a little bit of trouble with their IPO filing on top of everything else. But uh, yeah, Uh Yeah, let's start with the fine that the company was forced to pay this week from CNBC. Robinhood will pay roughly $70
1: million in penalties for its system-wide outages and misleading communication and trading practices, the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority said Wednesday. The settlement regards the technical failures Robinhood experienced in March of 2020, Robinhood's lack of due diligence before approving customers to place options trades and purveying misleading information to customers about aspects like trading on
0: margin. Yeah, uh, These it, are all valid things. Uh, it should go without saying that uh, someone killed themselves because of the margin trading uh, on Robinhood. The and that they, didn't think, they didn't think that they had the ability to do what they did. And then it was like, screen pops up, oh, I owe nearly a million dollars uh, this and then they proceeded to take their own life, and it turns out that probably wasn't the case. Yeah, Robin Hood basically gave a bunch of babies like machine guns. And they were like, what's the worst that could happen? Let's, Chances let's are America. they might shoot a bad guy.
1: Yeah. It continues, the stock market was diving that month, and especially while trading amid the outbreak of the COVID-19 pandemic. FINRA, a self-regulatory organization that oversees brokerage firms and their registered representatives, said it fined Robinhood $57 million and ordered the stock trading app to pay nearly $13 million in restitution to thousands of clients. Quote, the fine imposed in this matter, the highest ever levied by FINRA, reflects the scope and seriousness of Robinhood's violations, including FINRA's finding that Robinhood communicated false and misleading information to millions of its customers, said Jessica Hopper, Executive Vice President and head of
0: FINRA's Department of Enforcement. But it looks like that $70 million fine might be uh, just the beginning of Robinhood's problems because the company announced that it will be going public. And in order to go public, you got to break open the books. You got to file the proper documents. And that gives anyone that's interested in investing in your company an inside look at the financials or potential drawbacks. And this has been a long time coming. Robinhood's been hinting at uh, going public for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Since Um, the beginning. Yeah. One of the biggest headlines that came out of these documents was the revelation that federal agents had seized the CEO of Robinhood's phone due to an investigation regarding GameStop stock and why trading was halted for that stock on their app. Uh Uh-oh. So this is from Vice's reporting. In its filing documents, the company admits that many of its customers are furious about how it handled January's GameStop stock, Bonanza, and that it is currently subject of at least 49 class action lawsuits related to trading restrictions it placed in the stock in January. The company also said it is under investigation by a series of regulators, state attorneys general, the SEC, and the US Department of Justice in proceedings associated with the trading restrictions. The company said its CEO Vladimir Tenev, has also had his cell phone seized by federal attorneys. Sounds like it's a company I bad. want to invest in. It
1: sounds pretty bad. I Hmm. There's hmm. a lot going on. I here.
0: still use Robinhood. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty entrenched in it. I switched uh, uh it almost in enti- well, entirely as far as stocks go. This is old man talk now. you're, you're uh, on Fidelity. Fidelity. I, Fidelity. I have I I've Bought some Doge on Robinhood because yeah. it's it's easy. But uh, yeah, I try when when all of this shit happened in January and February, I took anything that I had left over Robinhood, which wasn't much at all, and had it converted over to Fidelity.
1: Yeah, I have uh, a Roth IRA with Fidelity. It's a, it's a lovely service if you actually want to trade like a big boy. Uh, you click on something and they're like, here's mountains
0: of research about like uh, this, this the ticker. I'm like, nah, I just wanna I just wanna trade. I will say. In the months since the Robinhood thing, they have done exceptional work on their UI for their mobile it's app. It's still too much information. Which sure, is too much information for me, an idiot. If you're,
1: if you're actually, if you know, if you know, like about like fucking deltas and shit like that, it's
0: it's a great, it's a great service. The great thing is that it prohibits <laughs> anyone who is like, if you don't know what you're doing, the app is really like, hey, um, you might not know what you're doing, so be careful, and it's at least a barrier. Whereas yeah. Robinhood, for years, operated under. We are a casino. Have fun.
1: Yeah. It's uh they gamified it. You yeah. get a little get a little jingle every time you do a trade. You have to you do this when you trade. Oh, it's a lot of fun. It's, uh yeah. Uh yeah, I the biggest problem is like uh moving your moving your stock assets from one platform yeah, to another. It takes another, a while. It's a big hassle. It basically freezes everything for 5 days. So it's like if any if there's a fucking stock market crash that happens within those 5 days yeah. like you, you just get whatever comes out the other end.
0: Yeah, the other problem with mine when I got rid of everything on Robinhood was it was like, for whatever reason, I had like 75 cents left in the... Then they're like, you can't close it until it's at zero. And I'm like, how do I do it? So then I just bu- ended up buying a bunch of fucking Doge like an yeah, idiot. Yeah. And yeah. I just sit there and watch it go up and down. It keeps me entertained. Mm-hmm, yeah. uh, I'm not going to do anything
1: with it. It's it's cookie clicker, but with real money.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and and not that much, honestly, for my end. It's yeah, just... Whatever. Uh, Fun to look at, but that article
1: continues. It continues. In January, Robinhood restricted the purchase of GameStop, AMC, and other meme stocks because the app literally did not have enough money to comply with regulations that require a certain amount of liquidity from companies that allow for stock trading. This restriction correlated with a days-long dive in the stock prices of GameStop, which skyrocketed in January and February and led to widespread calls from lawmakers, traders, and Redditors on the Wall Street WallStreetBets subreddit to investigate Robinhood. Those investigations are ongoing, according to Robinhood's S-1 filing with the SEC. In its filing, Robinhood states that the fallout from these restrictions still have the potential to be disastrous for the company. (laughs) Quote, We have become aware of approximately 50 putative class actions (laughs) relating to the early 2021 trading restrictions. And the company added that this has resulted in negative media attention, customer dissatisfaction, litigation and regulatory and U.S. congressional inquiries and investigations, capital raising by us in order to lift the trading restrictions while remaining in compliance with our net capital and deposit requirements and reputational harm. We cannot assure that similar events will not occur in the future. (laughs) This is probably going to keep happening. I might do it again. So, uh... Fuck it, I'll do it again. Yeah,
0: that... I mean, that last line
1: is that, that run-on sentence of, yikes.
0: Yeah, and then, by the way, this is probably going to keep happening, and we might fuck up again in the future, just as bad or worse. We got a lot of problems, and uh probably gonna have a lot more, so... Hey, these are growing pains.
1: Can we get a ticker on the New York Stock Exchange, please? Please. Or at least the NASDAQ. The Nasdaq. Come on, the NASDAQ's the cool one. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, obviously... Yeah. This doesn't really instill a lot of confidence for potential investors in Robinhood. But the market just doesn't really make sense at all overall. It's, it's nonsense. It's yeah. astrology for men. And so despite all the bad press, the investigations, the fines, Robinhood is an absolute moneymaker because it's the easiest to use. Yes. And um,
0: there's the lowest barrier to entry. And it, like you said, it gamified it. They are going to make money. Yeah. That is inevitable. And it's the... not like this isn't like we
1: work where when they filed with the SEC like there was massive like financial red It's well, Like you're not even a company, you don't have any money. Yeah, and it's like you have no path to profitability, you're just insanely in debt. Like with Robinhood it's like they got a lot of problems, but this could all like basically they need a, a board of directors that's going to kick out like Vlad Tepes and the rest of those people <laughs> and uh hire like some people that yeah, actually Yeah, I could know be wrong, thing. but
0: I think they're like n- their revenue makes the fine look minuscule. Yeah, I'm sure. So there you go. But while we're on the topic of justice, that's not quite as satisfying as we'd like it to be. Let's dive into the charges and indictments relating to the Trump organization that dropped this week. Uh Uh-oh. No, okay. To immediately answer your question, Donald Trump, the person, has not been indicted or charged with anything. I'd like to see Trump wiggle his way out of this one. (laughs) We don't have too much hope that he'll ever be charged with anything. Because that's just the way she goes, boys. However, uh, the Trump organization and its chief financial officer, Alan Weiselberg, they were brought up on charges this week by Manhattan District Attorney Cy Vance. So let's just briefly go over what's inside the indictment. And basically, it's alleged that the company was helping their executives dodge taxes by paying for their personal expenses off the books. From the New York Times, The charges against the Trump organization and Mr. Weiselberg, whom Mr. Trump once praised for doing, whatever was
1: necessary to protect the bottom line, ushered in a new phase of the district attorney's sweeping inquiry into the business practices of Mr. Trump and his company. The 15-count indictment which charged the Trump organization with committing a scheme to defraud, criminal tax fraud, and falsifying business records, accused the company of a long-running conspiracy to help executives, including Mr. Weisselberg, evade taxes on perks and bonuses while at the same time decreasing the company's own tax obligations. It also charged Mr. Weisselberg with failing to pay taxes on leased mercedes benzs bonuses and a rent-free apartment paid for by the company. The indictment also charged him with grand larceny, accusing him of essentially cheating the IRS out of tax revenue. So, Yeah. It's important to point out that this isn't the final blow to the organization. This is apparently just one step. Further investigations will continue. Yeah. It also appears as though investigators are at least hoping that these charges will convince Trump's CFO to flip on the former president and cooperate with them. Um, again, we're, we're convinced at this point that literally everyone in Trump's orbit will have gone down completely before they ever successfully file charges on him, if ever. He, yeah. He's just gotten away with so much for so long that it would be shocking to hear that he would finally face any consequences. Yeah, there's a lot of people to take down before you get to the yeah. big boss. And we're, we're not even talking about his political life here. This, no. is, this is just related to, like, his business and his brand. Yeah, this he, has nothing to do with him he's, as president he's been a, right now. He's been a shady character for, like, decades. 40 years. And yeah. it's uh, it's always worked out for him. So. Yeah,
0: but the basic scheme is uh, executives get compensated through tax write-off things for the company. The company pays less taxes. It all works out for them. Uh That just so happens to be illegal. Yeah. Um, So that's the the problems that they're facing now. But uh, we do have plenty more news coming up for you, including some updates to stories that we've been following. First, though, let's give a shout out to today's sponsors, starting with Upstart. When it comes to paying off debt, it can often feel like an uphill battle. High interest rates resulting in minimum monthly payments keep you in an endless cycle of debt. Upstart can help get you ahead. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high-interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple, fixed monthly payment. Unlike other lenders, Upstart looks at more than just your credit score, like your income and employment
1: history. This means they can offer smarter rates with trusted partners. With a five-minute online rate check, you can check your rate upfront for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. You can receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash That is upstart.com slash news Don't forget to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash
0: Today's episode is also sponsored by Magic Spoon. They're yep. back. Growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid. But, you know, you got to give it up. It's full of sugar. It's full of junk. You shouldn't be eating it. Luckily, Insteps Magic Spoon with a great tasting cereal that's got Mm. zero grams of sugar, Mm. 14 grams of protein, Mm. and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Mm. Also, it's only 140 calories. Try Magic Spoon's best-selling flavors in a four-flavor variety pack featuring cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. Elliot loves that blueberry. He brings it into work every single day. I do. Yeah. I keep it in my car. Yeah, it's his everyday carry. Keep it in the passenger seat with a seatbelt around it. Mm -hmm. Safety first. Yeah. And then if you get pulled over, you're like, officer, would you like to try some cereal that's actually good for you and tastes great too? Yeah. And that's how I've never gotten a
1: speeding ticket. <laughs> anyway, We yeah. can't guarantee those claims. Yeah. <laughs> Your results may vary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It tastes exactly like regular cereal from childhood, but it's super nutritious. It's honestly too good to be true. And by the way, it's also keto friendly, gluten free, grain free, soy free, low carb and GMO free. Click, click the link below to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use the promo code NEWSDUMP at checkout to get $5 off any order. Or go to magicspoon.com slash Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Click the link below, use the code NEWSDUMP for $5 off, or go to magicspoon.com slash to
0: save $5 today. There you go. One more bite. All right. All right, now back into the news with uh, with a story that everyone can have fun arguing over in the comments. Who has the worst traffic in the entire country? It's Houston, right? You're close. No. Traffic has, of course, been an ever-growing problem here in the States. Um, You know, that infrastructure bill, we talked about it in the last episode, could probably do a lot of help here. Mm -hmm. You know what the most frustrating thing is? When they use tax dollars to build roads and then put tolls on them. Very upsetting. Mm -hmm. Anyways, uh... For at least the, the past couple of decades, Los Angeles has reigned supreme as the king of gridlock. Yeah. When
1: I lived in West L.A., that was the worst traffic I've ever
0: had. I used to there. have to commute from Hollywood to Santa Monica, and uh, I'm surprised I survived. Yeah. Um, but this year, we have been dethroned, and a new city has been given the distinguished honor of being absolutely terrible when it comes to commuting. And right now, there's probably more than a few of you assuming that your town has made it onto the list because, let's face it, traffic sucks everywhere but uh here's what's changed thanks to the 2021 urban mobility report which is covered by usa today the texas a m transportation institute study had ranked the los
1: angeles long beach anaheim region as the area with the country's worst traffic since 1982 jesus but the institute's 2021 urban mobility report showed the new york newark region now has the worst traffic in the nation the rankings are based on the total amount of hours drivers were delayed The New York-Newark region spent 494,268 hours stuck in traffic last year, while the Los Angeles-Long Beach-Anaheim had 365,543 hours of time in traffic. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it looks like we've actually been bumped down a few spots here. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the other cities topping off the list, they should come as no surprise. Uh, Let's see some... Hometown pride for your traffic problems down in the comments section.
0: Here are your winners. So New York, Newark also placed first for average amount of hours a driver spent in traffic last year with 56 hours. That's per driver. Uh, The top five areas and hours were the previously mentioned New York with 56 hours. Then Boston, Massachusetts, they came in second place with 50 hours. We've driven in Boston. It's hell. Yes, the roads sucks were built bad. for carriages. Yeah, it's it's too old. Yes, Houston, Texas. There you go. Was yeah. in third place. Houston,
1: with... Texas, a fucking uh, a nightmare of uh, American urbanism. Yeah, just the worst designed city in the world, possibly.
0: Uh, they are in third with 49 hours. Uh, the LA area held tight at number four with 46 hours, and San Francisco, Oakland tied us and rounded out the top five with 46 hours. So I have as a well. problem with this list.
1: Yeah. Like. I, I mean, I've only ever ridden in like cabs and Ubers in New York City. And yes, it's fucking awful. But people in that area have no real reason to drive a car unless you have very specific needs. They they can get around through their very good public transit
0: system. So what I'm quite, thinking here quite greatly. is that this is based on a year with work from home, which it shouldn't vary too much because... Uh, Los Angeles, New York, they're all major cities. So companies that are going to be going work from home, you would assume New York would kind of be the same as, as Los Angeles. That might be different. That might mm-hmm. be why they're in the lead. But I, what I assume is that people are commuting outside of the city more and back into the city more just because they, uh, they bought houses outside of the city or we're going yeah. to see a family or something like that. I, I don't know. It's, it is strange. Uh, also, maybe people are taking public transit less because of health reasons. Oh yeah, that
1: that, yeah, that actually does make sense. So
0: they'd rather have some extra time in their car, but they're alone in their car. Yeah. But uh, the the hours spent in a car, honestly, it actually seems pretty low. Yeah. Um, But we are assuming that those are specifically additional hours on top of what your normal commute would be. So uh, if your commute is an hour without traffic, just straight there, anything on top of that hour would be counted towards that number. Okay. Yeah. Because 50 hours a year in the car, like yes,
1: not bad. Are you kidding? That's like two months here in LA. That's like an hour a week. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, those have to be additional
0: hours. Yeah, and like in stopped traffic, not normal flow of traffic. Either way, it is horrifying that we're wasting precious time our entire lives in cars like idiots just commuting to and from an office. Remember, by the way, to be vocal about your desires for permanent or at least flexible work from home if your profession or company allows it. Anytime we mention that, people are like, well, I can't, work from home and it's like look we're yeah we're talking it, about the people who can it actually benefits you to support this because the more people that can work from home and are given the ability to will free up the lanes for you to get back to work faster and back home fast i've
1: seen anecdotes on twitter i don't know how true they are but just like companies people being like my company just announced they're ending work from home and like 10 people just quit <laughs>
0: like no instantly like, <laughs> yeah there's been <laughs> numerous reports about people uh Quitting and moving careers simply because other companies are hiring and specifically for work from home rules, uh, uh, even if they are technically making less. Because let's say you take like, you know, however much percentage of your pay cut, but you're saving 40 hours a week of, I'm not talking about in traffic, but just if there's no traffic, 40 hours a week driving. All over the place. Yeah, I mean, I've been pretty. I mean, obviously, forty hours a
1: month. Well, obviously, with this job, I'm I'm very lucky because we are blessed. We, uh, but like even even when I've had jobs in L.A., I've never had like that crazy of a commute. But I've known people who've had to drive like twenty miles through L.A., which that can be up to like ninety minutes, two hours each way. Yes. And like, yeah, if I had to do that, and then I had a year where I could wake up an hour later and just have all this extra time on my hands.
0: I, I would never go back to that yeah, shit. Go for a job. I would anything. tell them to fuck right off with that. Yes. And especially because it's been proven, I haven't seen a single report that productivity went down. It's entirely
1: about control. <laughs> yes. And um yeah, it's it's about control and making workers feel uh not too comfortable in
0: their position. And also a bunch of middle managers. Trying to hold on to their job. Yeah, because, people who, yeah, yeah
1: management is uh, mostly bullshit. I mean, it's, it's, management is about telling people what to do and delegation. And it uh, turns out
0: people in general are pretty good at just knowing how to do their own jobs. Yeah. Also, companies save a lot of money on real estate, but that's also a problem because a lot of companies have bought in for a decade at a time in office space. So they're like, we have to use it, come back to work. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Anyway, now for an update on last week's story about
1: Britney Spears and her conservatorship. Quick recap. Britney Spears' entire life and wealth is in complete control of her father, who she hates. Mm -hmm. And she's been trying to get that overturned because it was put in place over a decade ago. And she has shown that she almost certainly does not fall under the guidelines that allow for a conservatorship. Yes. News broke this week that the judge denied a motion to remove her father from the conservatorship but uh, apparently this doesn't really mean anything because there was no trial to make this judgment it was simply an informal proceeding and a judge typically won't overturn something like this without a trial or investigation Mm -hmm. so it's looking like her legal team will keep moving forward and the next hearing on the case will take place july 14th but in some late breaking news that popped up just before we started filming Looks like a trust that was requested to take over partial control of the conservatorship has completely backed out just a day after they were given the go-ahead. They're
0: like, we don't want to, we don't want to be any part of this. Uh huh. Yeah.
1: And in an even stranger turn of events, it looks like Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene, the dynamic duo, have decided that this case needs to make its way to Congress for some reason. Here's Politico. Representative Matt Gates of Florida and a handful of other Republicans have invited pop star Britney Spears to testify before Congress about her conservatorship. You have been mistreated by America's legal system. We want to help, Gates wrote in a letter to Spears dated Wednesday. The United States Congress should hear your story and be inspired to bipartisan action. What happened to you should never happen to any other American. Gates said he and fellow Republican representatives Marjorie Taylor Greene, Burgess Owens, and Andy Biggs have been following her conservatorship battle with deep concern and stand with the pop star. I mean, listen, you're not wrong. No. Maybe uh, you might have more pressing matters right now to think about and legislate that maybe have a little bit more urgency and importance than seizing this viral moment in an attempt to garner some goodwill from people who uh, would otherwise hate you for very justifiable reasons.
0: Yeah. Also, this is more of Matt Gates on the tour of being, of trying to overturn justice things, like, this is an affront to justice. He's been doing this, like, multiple times since he was accused of what he was accused of, yeah. and it's just like, he keeps pulling these, uh, see, everyone is being treated unfairly in the courts, especially yeah. me, but really, also other people. You really can't trust
1: anything a judge says these days. Right, everyone?
0: Yeah. So It's uh, almost
1: like anyone that's convicted of a crime, you've got to really question whether... Whether they're really guilty of the thing that they say they are. Despite
0: the evidence and uh, anything else. Mm -hmm. There you go. Uh, But anyways, we should be hearing about him. Uh, It's July, so this month sometime.
1: Yeah, and there's been like small developments in that story
0: since we last talked about it. And it's just, I don't know. Incremental. We'll we'll get to it at some point. But uh, yeah, let's end today's episode on a lighter note though. One that has something to do with a night out at the movies. It is news dump after all. Apparently, people over in Texas do things a little different. This was wild. This sounded like a joke. And uh, we're not judging because, to me, this actually sounds delicious. And to me. But uh, I just never thought of doing it. It's always been popcorn and a soda pop for me. Pickles. Yes, pickles. As a snack. While sitting in the multiplex, watching the hottest new movies. Watching Vin Diesel take down a helicopter and just munching on a gigantic... Do they have it? Is it Spears? Is it a whole pickle? It's a whole pickle. Oh, it's great. Yeah. yeah. It's it is literally something to munch on.
1: I I love pickles. I and love pickles. They they have the same salty sort of uh, you know, it gives you the salt that your body wants some of, maybe not as much as you're giving it. Yeah. Um I mean, I love pickles. My my
0: wife hates them. But More th- pickles for you. More pickles for me. That's I, what I say. The next time I go to see a movie, I'm going to do this just because it actually sounds delicious. <laughs> just smuggle in one of those gas station pickles that comes in the, in the bag. Yeah, that's what they're talking about. Oh. bags pickles. So look, uh, apparently in Texas, it is completely normal for everyone in the theater to just be munching down on these salty, crunchy veggies. Sounds kind of loud. Yeah, well, I mean, popcorn is <laughs> loud. But imagine, like, you're seeing Quiet Place <laughs> just... Uh, This astonishing uh, discovery, to us at least, comes from an article in Southern Living Magazine. But let's first start with a tweet that they highlighted in the coverage from uh, someone who appears to have just discovered Texan's affinity for movie pickles. Because it really sums the whole thing up. Y'all, I just got a pickle out of movie theater. They asked if I wanted the juice drained. Texas is cool. And yeah, the picture is a a bagged pickle where they'll drain the juice from the bag for you. So you don't have a bag of juice. Now for me... You want to drink the juice? I drink the juice.
1: I mean, I would. What I would say about the juice is like, give me a shot of whiskey with that. The pickleback. It's a fucking top tier,
0: top tier sh- shot and chaser. There's the a, a bar in downtown L.A. is the only place I've actually actively seen like them advertising the pickleback as something that you should get. Yeah. It's An Irish bar, so I don't know if that has anything to do with the Irish or not. But uh, I, it's like a Texas thing, I think. Look, you can get alcohol in movie theaters now too, so I don't see why they what they should do is pour the whiskey right into the pickle bag.
1: Yeah, so that I've actually I'm very into pickle related everything. Uh, or, or
0: pickle boys. Make
1: do it mixing them together is not as good. It, like you actually Well it's, because
0: the shot afterwards it
1: takes the bite away from yeah, the alcohol. It's actually, like doing a lime. Just mixing pickle juice with whiskey. Like it's it's fine. i I enjoy it, but I still think it's better to do them one after the other.
0: Yeah. It's like there's some kind of chemical thing that happens that makes it taste better in the aftertaste. Yeah, like when you do a uh, the unfortunately named Irish Car Bomb, and it tastes like a milkshake, but the two things separately don't. Yeah, yeah, they gotta change the name of that, right? Well, they, they what do they call what do they call it in Ireland? Something else. The American, the American. The offensive uh, American. The uh, American assault rifle. Can I get an
1: ugly American? Can I get the
0: American assault rifle?
1: Anyway, let's look into this this pickle phenomenon. Yeah. Uh, From the article, While you might be familiar with the usual suspects like boxes of candy, big cups of coke, and a tub full of buttery popcorn, there's one unconventional concession stand snack that only Texans have been ordering for decades. Pickles! They've been known to lovingly refer to them as movie theater pickles, and many Texans are actually surprised to find out that no one else in the country really knows about the popular movie theater menu item. In fact, those who move away from the Lone Star State might not realize until they ask for one at their local, their new local movie theater, and probably get stared at like an alien.
0: Yeah. Hey, uh... uh you guys
1: got any pickles? Get a large Coke, uh, some Mike and Ikes, and
0: uh, get one large pickle. Spicy if you got them. <laughs> An entire dill pickle, please. Get the fuck out of here! But I love that this like Southern Living magazine or whatever. It seems like they're writing a a, a expose on like a foreign country's like weird shit. But it's just Texas. Yeah, it's like hey, uh, you know, you go to Europe,
1: they don't they they're not gonna put ice in your in your soda when you order. Also, it's this big. Over. Yeah, this is a large. And then there's no free refills. Yeah. And also. In every other state except for
0: Texas, they don't sell pickles in movie theaters. So just be ready for that kind of culture shock. (laughs) And if you go to Texas, don't offend anyone by reacting negatively to the pickles. They take
1: their pickles very seriously.
0: So, yeah, the people of Texas have changed the game again. Uh, Anyways, uh, this news has us curious. After you're done arguing about who has the worst traffic problems in the comments, let us know if there are any regionally specific snack foods that you have when you go out to the theater. I feel like there's... I can't... I don't want to pinpoint where it is. But someone puts like chocolate and shit on top of their popcorn. Like they'll, I might be making this up. I swear I've seen it. They'll put like they'll order a chocolate bar and put chocolate on top, and it'll melt with the heat of the popcorn.
1: There, yeah, there are people that pour their candy into the bowl yeah, of popcorn yeah, yeah. and mix it up. I mean. I, it's all flavors your mouth likes, I guess. Yeah. I can see it working. Like, butter and salt kind of go with anything. I
0: remember when you tried... Uh, you were in Georgia for my wedding, and you're like, fuck it, let's put peanuts in this Coca-Cola. Yeah, I
1: liked it. I mean, I I don't know why it's so popular, but it wasn't bad. It's like...
0: I think it's just the, it's, it's the, fine. It's the same thing with any... Like a creme brulee. It's, it, it's like the salty with the sweet. They're yeah. Not creme brulee, but like a, uh, like a sea salt chocolate. Yeah. I was yeah. like,
1: yeah, it's fine, I guess. <laughs> no, I've never done it since then. But...
0: Boy, you ain't doing it right. unless you put your peanut <laughs> in that Coca-Cola. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's it for this week's episode of News Dump. Stay tuned for a new episode of Weekly Weird News. But in the meantime, uh, watch our most, if you can handle it, our most recent episode of Tech News Day, where we... Uh, Come to terms with the fact that we're all doomed. Uh, And then a uh, a more joyful episode about sealing your mouth shut because you're fat.